Hello, hello, and welcome to episode two of Are You There Friday? It's me, Brittany. I'm Brittany. And I'm Nate. And we're here to discuss New Year's resolutions and weight loss. So, Nate, are you excited for 2018? Yes, yes, I am. It's pretty exciting. I'm not going to lie. It's very exciting, especially for me. What's got you so excited? What are your resolutions, my friend? Well, see, people think that a resolution is one thing, and I believe it's multiple things. Okay. Please explain. Explain? Okay. Um, well, <laughs> my, for me, I'm turning 29, and it's like the ending of, like, for me, like an era of my 20s, it's like, you know, looking back at my life, it's like all the mistakes and everything I've done. And I feel like this new year is going to be like a new fresh start for everything. Which I think is important too, because speaking of um, a fresh start, as some of you who are tuning in may or may not know, I've struggled with my weight. I've struggled with my weight since I got into my early 20s. And it's been... A battle for me personally um I started I actually I wrote about this this week I have a blog if um any of you would like to check it out it's also called are you there Friday it's me Brittany which is what this podcast is a spin-off of um I will be writing about a different topic each week and Nate will come on for the podcast portion and discuss with me because it's obviously way more fun when you have someone to like bounce your ideas off of and um, join the conversation with you. So I feel like I did Atkins. So I got introduced to it. Long story short. um, I never weighed more than 110 pounds my entire life. And then when I got into my twenties, the weight started creeping up on me and I had a genuine problem with with maintaining because when I was young I was one of those people that I was able to eat whatever I wanted and not gain anything like most people I mean I think that's a a lot of people you know like especially when you're like young and you're a child it's like you can eat the world and it's like you're three ounces well (laughs) I I think of our our dear friend Jesse and and God rest her soul um and my friend Jen who I'm, I'm still very close with um they you know they kind of struggled as kids with, with, you know, staying thin and watching what they ate. And I almost felt like that gave them more of an advantage in, in older life because I feel like I never got that. I never really learned portions and what, what was best for my body to maintain the weight that I wanted to be at. So when I got older, it all just kind of crept up on me and I was like, Whoa, what's all this? So I was kind of culture shocked, I guess, for a really long time with the way my body. Well, operated. what's crazy about that is that, um, like, you're an Italian, right? And Italian families, they, they don't really teach you portions. Like for me myself, I was the same way. I didn't know about portions until I got into high school. Right. Well, that's what I'm Irish like, and Italian, so on my mom's side, me they're too. all 100% <laughs> Irish. But my mom's 100% Irish. My dad is half Irish, half Italian. And my his his mother though is a hundred percent Italian. So, and all my aunts and uncles married Italians, or or Irish. So, you know, it's it's you know my mom's family, which is a hundred percent Irish. Her sister Katie married, you know, my uncle Louis, who's Italian. Um, and there's just no such thing as portion control. It's oh here you look yeah, hungry. Definitely. Let's feed you some more. You know, it's, no, no, okay, I'm full. No, you're not. Eat more, you know. That or, oh, you, oh, you look a little skinny. And why don't you have a little, 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 little exactly. something, Exactly. So then, <laughs> and then, I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel like another big thing that also 
I mean, it's a blessing, but it's also a curse. You know, when you're with someone and you are like in a relationship for a long time, you know, it's not like you're single and you're out trying to meet somebody. So it's it's called comfortable. You, yes. It's when you're with somebody, when you're married or you're with like you're in a re- relationship and you're in that comfort zone where it's Absolutely. like. Ah. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, you you gain like those five, ten pounds, fifteen yes. pounds, whatever. And, and, and when I tell you, like, I think I weighed one hundred and six pounds ten years ago when Tom and I first started dating, and now I'm like, you know, I, I'm obviously we're live, but if you read my blog, Are You There Friday? It's me, Brittany. You will be able to see what weight I was. But anyway, I, I'm, I'm, I was one fifty five, and like I. I remember I weighed myself in my parents' like bathroom on my lunch break, and I was horrified. Like I thought their scale was broken. I'm like, what is this nonsense? So I went home. Sure enough, the next day, and I weighed myself in my own bathroom, and I was like, oh no, this is bad. So um, I began Atkins again, and I say again because. I, I did do it once before. I had gotten to be 145. I couldn't take... You know, you know you need to lose weight like when you hate being in pictures and you'd rather take pictures of everybody else and not you. Or the, the you know, the whole angle thing. Like if you angle yourself just a certain way, right. you look pretty good. But it's like every picture's got or that same like angle. Or like the, the, the dreaded <laughs> double chin, which seemingly drips down to your neck anyway um I lost a lot of weight I got back down to 106 and I maintained it you know the biggest thing with Atkins and it's a really large myth I think personally because people think oh you're you're starving yourself you're you're depriving your body of nutrients you're actually not like we don't need carbs the human body really doesn't need the bad carbs and the sugar well i mean there i mean every everybody's different i mean i mean not everybody can be 106 like you know like let's make that clear oh, yeah. like just because no you way know, you, also, know, you might I'm get down to 106 that's the ideal like because i know people will be listening and be like well i need to be 106 well, like I i'm have, also you know, five foot one so yeah like, like uh, let's, let's make it yeah. clear like you're technically you're a very tiny yes. girl you're an yes, Irish girl. I'm a tiny girl. you're like me you're tiny but <laughs> what's healthy for me you know you know it, it yeah. is, could be not healthy for someone else so I'm definitely not exactly. encouraging anyone to like starve themselves or drop down you know to what they shouldn't be speak to your doctor about what a healthy weight for you would be and then try to reach a happy medium but most importantly be healthy I right. mean just because you know you may have gained an extra 10 or so pounds you know but if you feel healthy and you're good and you feel good you know that's the most important I'm just talking about my journey right now and my journey is getting back to 106 which is where I feel comfortable I feel like I need to be um I mean obviously if I were taller um I could get away with maybe a little bit more but I'm not. And as age will happen, I will shrink. I will get shorter. So <laughs> that's um, really, I don't have too many um, options as far as that goes. But I will say I was very successful the first time. I was managing it well. And I and I really honestly, I got to a point when I reached my goal weight where I would pick a carb. Like if I knew that I wanted mashed potatoes, I would just not mm-hmm. eat carbs until that night like that 24 grams of carbs would be what my meal would go towards my dinner so like I would eat a lot of cucumbers I eat a lot of eggs I eat a lot of uh, cheese I eat a lot of protein protein um, and when I want a little like dessert sugar-free jello is absolutely amazing with some whipped cream that is like one of my favorite things to eat when I'm like craving something sweet and I definitely don't feel like I'm missing out when I have that. So I started again and I'm, I'm very proud to announce that as I weighed myself this morning, I am down 13 pounds. Yay! So, so that 
that in and of itself is is really awesome. It, it's it's more than awesome. It's something that uh, makes me feel like I can do this. And let me tell you, getting through the holidays rough. Let me tell you, it gets rough. But you know what? I gotta say, it really wasn't rough. And I and I credit that to the fact that my cousins John and Mary Beth are both on you know, the same system that I'm on. So Mm -hmm. my aunt makes a version of everything she makes regular in acting form for us. So we sit at one end of the table and we just kind of eat. You know, honestly, my mom always said this and, you know, I I hear this all the time in different places. Um, Nothing tastes as good as feeling good about yourself feels. So, I mean, to me, yeah, there are times where I miss, you know, the extra sugar in my creamer and my coffee. But then I think, you know, this is what's best for me. This is what's most healthy for me. And I got to do what's right for me. So, obviously, my I'm hoping that by my birthday, I will have reached my goal weight and, you know... I encourage anyone who is feeling kind of stuck in a rut, you know, embarrassed of the weight they put on, like, forgive yourself. That's always the first step. You know, you you gotta look at yourself in the mirror and you gotta own it. You know, you're not that weight. You're more than that. And if you feel like you need to shed some pounds and you can do it, you know, you are the master of food. Food is not the master of you. And you can change your habits and make healthier choices and not feel guilty about how you look you you just you gotta want it bad enough and for me I hit that point where I definitely want it enough and you know but you gotta love yourself and you gotta forgive yourself and you gotta realize that there is a light at the end of the tunnel whether you wanna lose five whether you wanna lose ten you know get on that scale look at what you and I mean I, I spoke to my mom this morning and she actually she she might be joining me on this uh, weight loss journey and uh, she's like I'm afraid to weigh myself and I'm like well mom you can't be afraid because one of the things that I always say is you need to own what you are before you can fix it you know if you see something you don't like about yourself or you want to change about yourself you need to recognize it first accept that it's there and then you're able to move forward so in knowing what I weighed and getting on that scale and being horrified at what I weighed I was able to, to now look at when I get on the scale and say wow look how far I've come Nate yes Does that make sense? I'm listening okay. You got really quiet for a second, and I was like, did I lose no, I'm, I'm trying to, like, listen. I'm, like, envisioning, you know, I'm, like, sitting here. I'm just like, well, you know, how your mom feels scared to be on the scale. And I'm like, you know, she needs to think, well, I've had children. I've had my job. Absolutely. I have a home. I have all, I have this life that I've, I've attended to, you know. Absolutely. And, you know, your life, things, you, you skip things. And it's not like you should be embarrassed. And for anyone listening, you should know, never no. feel embarrassed just because you gain, gaining weight, everybody does. And the ones that don't, or they act like they don't, trust me, at some point in their life, they're, it's going it to And it catches up to everybody. And, and the point of, of the dieting is to change what you are. So never be embarrassed because you're at a, a sluggish point because it can It change. can always change. Life there's changes. always There's always hope. And even when it seems darkest, you know, there, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. And I mean, obviously you, you could at any point reach out to Nate or I either on here or like I said, check out my blog. Are you there Friday? It's me, Brittany.com and leave a comment and I will be happy to encourage you and support you in any way that I can. So, um, Nate, you've tried low carb. How did it work for you? Well, I tried it for a little while, and for me personally, 
I mean, yeah, it did work a little bit, but for me, I like having a variety of foods. I don't feel like just like ha- containing myself to one thing worked for me. So I decided I wasn't going to do that. It didn't seem to work for me. I was, I used to be a vegetarian, and I don't know if a lot of people knew this, but I was a vegetarian for a while. Yeah, I remember. And and for me, that worked. I felt great. Like, I just felt, like, overwhelmingly, like, I just felt good doing it. But, you know, I've learned that it, it, life, it, with life and everything, I feel like it, you have to have a little bit of everything. You can't just have one of, of one thing. So... For me, I've learned that just eating healthy in general has worked. Yeah. And you got to remember, too, like, you're you're blessed with the, the guy metabolism, as I call it, which if you... Yes and no. You, I mean, not all guys have this, the same metabolism. But guys I mean, actually lose well, weight faster than women. Like, my mom, my dad, and some I... Some guys. Like, all started dying at the same time. My dad's, like, the biggest loser first. And, <laughs> like, that's... Well, because with a lot of guys, it's when they get on something, they're just doing it, you know? Because a, a lot of times, wh- I'm not saying it's all females, but most females, it's, you know, more to it than what a, like a female, you got like a whole bunch going, things going on that, you know, sometimes it's hard, you know, to lose those two pounds. Whereas a guy, what do they really got that they're not losing right. weight? Right. I mean, women, you know? we also have that extra water weight and depending on what time of the month it is. And you got your little present that comes every yeah, month. Yeah. And, you know, so, I mean, there's a whole kids, you know, having the kid changes yeah. your body. So it's, it's not, it's not the same. No, it's definitely not. And that's, that's exactly where I was going with that is that, you know, with metabolisms and everything, it's, it's sometimes harder for women to like lose, lose the weight. And then it is for men. I, I think that men, you know, have it easier in some respects, but in some respects, women have it easier too. So, um, so there's that. So, um, that brings me to our next topic. Nate, what exactly, you mentioned that it's going to be a new year for you. What exactly do you want to see change about your life and your situation? Like, well, I want people's perspective of me to be different. Um, because I feel like, when I did come out and came out to like everybody, it seems like the perspective of me has changed okay. or the view of me has changed. And I want to set an example for people that, you know, yeah. just because I am gay or I'm homosexual does not change per- the, my, my aspect of who I am as a person. Oh, I absolutely. You know? I totally agree with you. And, you know, with things that have happened in my life, I feel like I I finally, at 29, I just want to let that all just go away. Yeah. I want to change. I just want, I, it's like taking a clean rag and wiping everything and just refreshing and doing. And I feel like, you know, this year, I, you know, like last year, my resolution was, you know, change this, change that. And it, it didn't seem to like happen, right. but it was because I wasn't myself working for I just kind of you know slept it a little bit like oh don't worry I'll, I'll do it next week or I'm like no not not 2018 uh-uh. nope yeah well it's it's like I feel too like you gotta have realistic resolutions and I feel like a exactly lot of people, like don't have realistic resolutions I mean my husband being the you know silly goose he was um was saying you know my new year's resolution is to win the lottery well i mean now it's a great thought but that's not realistic like the chances of that happening like just like anyone who says you know they want a bigger house or they want a better you know if you don't have the means to you know really that might take time i mean there's long-term goals so, yeah i mean and, and that's the that's the big thing with people with resolutions is they expect the results within the first week of the new year. Yeah. You know, like they go to the gym, they go to the gym for the week. They're expecting to lose 15 pounds. I'm like, sometimes depending on your body, some people will lose 15 pounds in a week, but some people don't. And, you know, and I think a lot of it has to do with the media. The media makes you think that if you're not losing it and losing it fast, that you're nothing. Yeah. 
and that's sad and i don't i that's not the truth i'm like the truth is is these people these celebrities and people they're losing the 10 pounds in a week it's because that's all they do all week they don't have a real job they don't have to take right. care of their kids if they don't want to you know they don't have you know the, the responsibilities of people like us yeah i mean <laughs> i i feel like too and, and i actually did a whole uh paper on this for my my history degree um I did a whole paper on um, women and our image and how um, what society viewed as beautiful. Like I actually did a study on how society's expectations of what was considered glamorous and gorgeous changed. You know, in the early in the early like 1800s, tan wasn't in. If you were tan, you were actually seen as like a working class, like lower class like very fair skin was in uh very you know and then in the in the 50s it was the 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 Marilyn Monroe blonde hair and the more curves and then as it got to about the 80s and 90s that's when the real like well really it started in the 70s but it really took hold in the 80s and 90s the whole you got to be thin to 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 be considered beautiful and to the point where I don't feel like the models nowadays really are healthy like for me oh no they are definitely not and I don't know if you knew this but in France they actually banned that they actually are not allowed to be super thin anymore it's actually a law well that's I think that's good and that's something that the rest of the world should really take note of I wish America would do that that's not something in America we should be doing because I feel like especially in our country that we as a society we worship these the media we worship all these magazines we just for some reason and I don't I'll never understand it it's not really that to me it's not special but so a lot of people a lot of you know they they see these magazines and you look at these people with their faces and it's not real oh it's it's not it's not real. It's all computers. And it's, it's Photoshop. And I know there have been... A, Completely Photoshop. There have been a few celebrities that actually like came out and said, like, I specifically told them not to Photoshop me. And, like, I... They do it they anyway. Because anyway. it's all about the money. They do it anyway. And, I mean, for me, you know, I, I always encourage people to be their healthiest. You know what I mean? Like, for me, mm-hmm. my healthiest... I, I'm a, I'm very you know petite built and and I'm very short in stature, so for me like my healthiest would be 106. Yes, that's that's thin by many people's standards, but for me and my body type, that's healthy. You know my my goal is to you know get the nutrients I need to to, to remain healthy. I also have a lot of you know sinus issues, you know with allergies. Um, so I feel like cutting down on the sugar also has helped with my anxiety quite a bit. I don't feel as anxious as I once did. Believe it or not, you know what also causes it? And a lot of people, I've, I learned this this okay. year, believe it or not, citric acid. Really? Yes. If you look up citric acid on Google, because that's what I did at first, and then I found out from going to seeing a doctor was citric acids in pretty much everything you can think of food you know flavored drinks yeah and and what it does is it actually causes um blood pressure problems weight problems fatigue and like for me i have chronic headaches and when i realized that the citric acid was actually affecting me i stopped having it as much and my headaches almost completely went away yeah oh absolutely and i yeah, and I think that that's what a lot of people need to look at too is your your diet and just in, in general what you eat. Look at the ingredients and the things and, and look up and see what's going on because, you know, especially in our country, which I'm shocked, you know, we still allow a lot of things in the food that a lot of other countries have Absolutely. banned. Absolutely. I think that's enough. And problem. I think that people don't always realize exactly what they're consuming and what is actually in our food that can cause health problems that are not just attributed to weight, but, you know, mental health problems, you know, anxiety, um, stress. They could 
set off reactors in your body. You know, allergies, like with my sinuses. I Oh, yeah. I have sinuses, too. It, sinuses are not fun, I'm telling you. And I'm owning pets, too. Like, for me, I, don't, I have pets, so allergies, <laughs> it's extremely bad for me. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I just feel like, you know, that's going hand in hand with, you know, celebrities and body image. I feel like, too, a lot of these celebrities, they endorse these foods that are just shitty for us. Yeah, and it's because they, it's all about a lousy dollar. So they'll 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 take a paycheck to endorse this food, even if the food's pure like, garbage. I mean, you know, I know it was a, a, a while ago, and you know, uh, Kim Kardashian had um, advertised Skechers Shape Ups, which I have you know owned a pair. I actually liked them, but then I was reading online, like got rid of mine finally. That. They were causing stress fractures in people. And it's like, okay, so you know everybody who's a Kim Kardashian fan went out, bought these shoes. We got those. And those shoes were not cheap either. No, they weren't. I mean, I will say mine lasted quite a few years. And like, as mentioned for like a millionth time, I'm short. So my, I mostly liked them because they made me feel tall. So I got I got like a little bit of like a platform type lift, you know, when it when it came to them. Uh, so, but I I was I was like horrified to read about all of the things that these shoes caused, like knee joint pain, and my knees were bothering me for a while. And at first, I thought it was because when I I I am actually. I, I don't know if I passed out or what. I collapsed in the shower like two years ago and I I messed up my knees and I thought that it was just that that was causing it. But apparently those shoes can like aggravate things that yeah. I didn't even know. Oh yeah, I was because I actually thought about because they were neutral. You guys they were for men and women. Yeah. And I had back problems and I had someone tell me don't get them, they hurt your back. So I never I never got them. Yeah. But that just goes to show you that the media, how it, and celebrities influence you with, with things, with dieting and, and whatnot. Absolutely. It's crazy. And of course, like you said, and I'm so glad you said it, Nate, because I, I would never want to get misconstrued or make people think that they have to be a certain way. Like, the most important thing is that, you know, you look good for you, you be healthy for you. Like, what may work with one celebrity might not work like speaking of celebrities who lost weight fast i don't know if you heard about um the cambodia gardenia pill with uh the water and apple cider vinegar that no i not heard of melissa mccarthy like swears by it and if you haven't seen melissa mccarthy that just sounds like something i would never she's she's in bridesmaids and she's Oh, I know who yeah. she is, well, but I'm just, I'm just her- like, I, I can never see myself swallowing vinegar on a pill. I could never do yeah. that. <laughs> well, you know, and it was a big thing that people were, were, were talking about and trying to get people on board to do, which, I mean, it's great for short term, but they're like, oh, yeah, you cannot change your diet. If you do this every day, you'll look like a star. And it's like, no, because trust me, if there was a magic pill that people could take, that worked like that, there'd be, you know, every other diet fad would go out of style. It's just, it's... Well, what a lot of people don't realize if, if like, I've, I know a few people that are in the industry, you know, right. like, I know people that work at hotels and whatnot that have been around celebrities. And what, you know, with celebrities, the, the celebrity life, what they won't tell you is when they endorse these diet products and whatnot, a lot of times is they go out and get the, the surgery. Like, guy, the, I can't think of it. The one where they tie your stomach yes. up. Yes. But what they do is they'll get that surgery, then go and do this diet thing. And then they'll claim it works, even though reality is, is they, you know, eat like two Tic Tacs and have their surgery. And that's how they lose right. weight. Right, and and I think that's very misleading because, and it's, and it's sad. sad. It, mm-hmm. But mostly, it's misleading because you're 
leading people to believe you worked hard and you did a certain amount of things to get your results when really, you know, you're cutting corners and you're, you know, and lying. But I see it as lying to the the world and, you know, making a quick dollar over your celebrity. Absolutely. You know, and I'm a big believer in women's rights and, you know, in women in general because I feel like the last, you know, especially this year with all the allegations and all the other stuff that's been out there, you know, I just, I feel like women, in, mostly women, it's a big thing with the weight. Yeah, yeah. And, and looks and all that stuff. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on women, even after they have a child. Like, I've seen so many ads for, oh, get your post, you know, get your pre-baby body back. And it's like, you know, this woman just pushed out a kid. She's just probably dealing with hormones, trying to adjust to being a mom. And people are, like, down her throat about getting her, you know, body back to the way it was before she had a baby. I mean, having a baby is a very tough thing. You know, going through anything, like, going through any type of loss or gain. Especially. You know, life changes. And sometimes, you know, people cope with it in different ways. I mean, for me, it was always, you know, when I, I, I'd eat when I was happy. I'd eat when I was sad. I'd you know, eat when I even, you know, just needed that comfort. It was very, um, I, I can't even describe it. It was just something that, I mean, I watched my mother do too. You know, like we were always big foodies, but that's not an excuse to, you know, have let myself get to a point where I don't feel like I'm healthy anymore. So, and I mean, I'm, I'm by no means like my 200 pound life. Let me get that straight, you know, but, or my 500 pound life or my thousand. But for me, I, I might as well have been like when I looked at myself in the mirror. Now I have a question for you. Of course. What do you think about the dad bot? The dad. Okay, so I'm going to give a quick shout out to my brother, Joseph Hackett. Um, JT Sizzle himself. Um, he he always, you know, made comments about the dad bod. And I guess that's like a newer generation, younger generation thing. It, I started hearing about it in 2015. But I guess celebrities that have kids, like the men, when they're out with their shirtless, that I guess there's a new thing. It's Basically, it's a fit guy without the six-pack, and it's called a dad bod. Gotcha. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, what do I think of the dad bod? Well, I mean, I think as long as the guy feels healthy and the guy feels like that he's looking his best, then, I mean, all the power to him. I just feel like it's a double standard, though, when it comes to women. Like, there's no such thing as a mom bod. You know what I mean? Like, you know, a woman who... Well, I disagree. I feel like the bomb bot is the... It's, it's the... It's I it's the MILF, pretty much. That's right. when I think of mom bot. I think you of even MILF. watch Fergie's video. It's a bunch of, you know, thin or really, like, sculpted but curvy girls. Like, MILF, you know, has a standard. You know what I mean? Like, it's... And, and that standard, anytime I've seen a MILF, the woman's always been thin. So I think while there is such thing as the MILF, Society has kind of said, yeah, but you you have to be thin with huge boobs and a nice butt and, you know, you got to be a mom, but but a hot mom, a thin mom, you know, and, and I think dad bod allows men a little more, like, leeway, like, they might not have a six-pack, okay, and that's fine, but I feel like women don't get that luxury, even with the milk thing. Yeah, I, but for me, I feel like it's a double standard because I feel like with guys, we in general think that a guy, it's just okay for a guy to be, you know, not fit. You know, it's okay for a guy to, to not look his best because he's a guy. And I'm like, I mean, right. a part of it's true, but a part of it's like... Well, I think that comes from the fact that guys care less about their weight than women a lot of the time. Like, if a woman gets on a scale and sees that she's gained 10 pounds, her whole, like, 
confidence is like down the down the crutter. You know, if a guy jumps on, he goes, oh, okay, I just need to stop drinking for like a week or two and I'll be right back on it. Like guys have a more nonchalant attitude, you know, towards, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, it, you know, it, it's, it's different for, for men that are metro or, or in your case, you know, homosexual, you know, every man is different but for the most part, like heterosexual men, very rarely do they focus on their weight. Like I know my husband he's worse than me and like he really doesn't care like if he were to gain 10 pounds he'd be like okay but what i feel like for men i think the the men version of like body weight is their hair a guy that's bald or is balding is worried and, and needs to have a set of hair as just like a woman that gains 10 pounds needs to lose the 10 pounds. Do you know what I'm saying? I think that's that's true in a lot of cases, but I mean, there are always exceptions. Like, you know, my, my husband, you know, is, he's not bald, but you know, from when I first started dating him and we first got together, like his hair's thinner, you know, like he had a fuller set of hair, but I don't feel like he, I mean, he'll make comments sometimes about it, but he in no way wants to like get it, you know, well, I mean, not all guys are, like, worried like that, but, like, most guys, like, the second they start, their hair starts thinning, they freak out. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that. I definitely can understand that. That's something that, you know, is, is important for guys. You know, hair. I mean, hair in general. I mean, you, you see all those ads, too, with guys, like, with that, you know, um, getting rid of the grays and you know I think men in general associate hair with their like vitality and their youth yeah like their youthfulness which is ridiculous but yeah, whatever I, mean, I, wish, I wish we had like you know I, I mean I could Tom just came in a little while ago so I could kind of get his opinion on um, society but I do I feel like it's it's, it's a sin. I really feel like it's a sin that so many people around the world don't feel like they're good enough. But they are. It really is. It's it's the media. It's really the media. It, uh, I'm like, that's one thing with Trump I can, I can get on board with. It's, sometimes the media is just, it's a complete and total joke. It's a circus is what it is. It's, it's a big... Um, you know, it's this big, I, I can't even have a word for it, but it's like, what I, I find funny about the world is, like, 10 years ago, if you yeah. remember, you know, the, the the celebrities were trying to sue the paparazzi for taking pictures and all of this stuff, you right. know, and the media was this big, you know, but all of a sudden now, with what's going on in the world, it's now the media is, it's, it's, they're innocent, and it's like, it's a joke yeah. to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm really, I understand that, you know, celebrities sometimes feel like privacy is getting invaded. And I mean, obviously, nobody wants to get photographed every second of their life, you know. But, no, but I'm like, I get it with the kids. Like, I get it I with get your it with kids, kids when your kids don't want to be involved. I was about to say that. Like, the celebrities that don't want photographs taken of their kids, like, they chose to be celebrities. So obviously, they signed up for that, but their kid didn't. I feel yeah. like people really do need to kind of let celebrity children be. Yeah, I'm like, if they don't want the limelight, don't do it. But if they're out by themselves and they're saying, well, leave me alone. Well, you chose to be famous movie star, making millions of dollars, putting yourself out there. There's no real sympathy for you. I'm sorry, yeah. you know, but... You know, when you're with your children or your spouse and they don't want anything to do with this dirty business, you know, then leave them alone. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I know a lot of, in fact, I watched a documentary recently on Michael Jackson. And one of the things that, you know, everyone thought he was so weird for doing it, but I actually commend him for doing it. Yeah, I actually, like, and it's funny because kids grew up to be normal, out so. so. that they could have a normal life. You know, like the mm-hmm. whole like them wearing masks or covering their faces. It wasn't to be weird. It was so that the media didn't know what the kids looked like, you know, so that they could go places and people could not know who they are as adults. Now, as adults, 
or close to adults, I, I believe that they're like in their late teens now, Michael Jackson's children, they came out and, and they, they chose to be in the limelight. So that was their choice, which is, you know, really awesome. But I feel like for the, the celebrity kids that maybe don't want that, you know, it's an excellent, excellent, it was an excellent method that, that Michael Jackson came up with to try to shield his kids from the media. Very true. I mean, I I feel like there are just certain things you don't you don't touch. You know, you you don't mess with someone's kids, and that's one of the reasons too. Like you know, I don't I don't like I'm really easygoing, and you know, I I, I don't dislike people. You know what I mean? But one thing that I really disliked was how the media attacked. Baron Trump, our president's youngest son, who has autism. Um, I think he was should have been left off limits. You know what? Say what you want about the man. He can handle it. Put himself exactly. in that position to, to handle whatever's thrown at him. Do I personally agree with it? No. I mean, not everyone has to like him. And I certainly, you know, wasn't, you know, a big toot toot about it. You know, like, but... I think that the fact that the media went after his child, like that left a worse taste in my mouth than anything that they were reporting about the president. I feel like them going after his youngest son was a low that was absolutely despicable. Leave kids alone. Pretty much, yeah. It's, 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 Pretty much, just have some boundaries, have some respect for people. Oh yeah. Just because you don't, you just because you don't agree with them or don't, you know, necessarily like what they're choosing to do, does not mean give you the right to go after the other ones around. Them. Absolutely, and Ugh. and that's I think a big misconception too is that everyone thinks you know because somebody believes a certain thing or whatnot, like they could just attack anyone in their family, like attack their kids, attack their. And mm-hmm. that's really not okay in, in any instance. It's not, it's, in fact, it's just, it, in general, it's just not okay. It, the, there's no even possible, it's just, it's no. not okay. No. It's not. And I feel like, you know, it's kind of, this is kind of like off topic of New Year's, but I mean, you know, with everyone hating the president, it's like, you know, hate him for the the fact of of what what he might not be doing for you but don't be going after you know the family the family's not you know involved with that yeah you know i mean and once again like i really i'll i'll never get into politics on on this show um i just wanted to use that as an example of of an instance where uh, a, a child of someone very high profile was attacked and it's all about it's just how the, the media manipulates and and, and judge you on ways yeah. that you know affect your life yeah. you know with weight and whatnot and as as we we've segued over to kids and celebrities um you know Khloe Kardashian came out and admitted she was pregnant which is about time I think everyone knew that way. I, I, it's, that's about yeah, it about. was obvious. The question is, <laughs> what is Kylie going to do think? Like, I feel like she's really dragged this out. Now, I'm not a fan of the Kardashians or the Jenners by any stretch of the imagination, but it's I mean, I can, I can give you my like opinion. Every single day I go on, it's like, when will Kylie reveal? Where's the bump? And it's like... That's because that's their whole career. Their career is based on the media and manipulating the media and getting you to get interested in them. That's how they got their show. That's how, that's how their whole, that's how their money is made. It's to manipulate right. the media to get you going, to get you to buy their makeup and buy their this and buy this. But now I know this sounds far fetched, but do you think she really is pregnant, or do you think it's a hoax? It wouldn't. It wouldn't be. You know, especially in that world. Like you know, I'm not famous in any means but I'm like it, with that kind of 
what you have and the money and all what you have, no doubt, more than likely she could be. If she's faking it, I mean, that's a possibility too. I, to me, I think she could be. You know, do you think maybe it was a, a ploy just to get more, um, like, sales? It could be. It could be the, the mom trying to manipulate the media to get more cash flow. Because, I mean, obviously, we know that there are, there are two people in the family that are expected to have children, you know, in the coming year. So... You know, it definitely makes me wonder, is this really just an elaborate setup? It could be a mix of both. I mean, it could be, you know, something that's actually happening, but, you know, they're over dramatically stating it. I mean, it, 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 I'm not a, see, like, for me, I'm not really a big fan of them. I think they, they, yeah, they're not of what America is, because I know a lot of watch that and they'll think that's what America is and it's, it's definitely not what we're like now. I can agree with that. And you know and I'm, my I'm mom watches I'm not a big too. fan of the show. So. I mean I, I just don't I mean I guess I don't understand people's obsession with it but I mean I, I gotta hand it to them and I, and I will give credit where credit is due. I will never say that I'm not someone who can give somebody their due. I will say that my goodness the fact that they were able to do that and get so many people to like believe in the things that they believe in and you know really get people to follow them that deserves props you know do I do I condone all their messages no the fact that they were able to definitely to make something out of nothing I mean that that that's you know I gotta give them credit in, in that respect, they, they got it done and they, they found out what sells and they used it to their advantage. I mean, the, the question is, you know, it's been now 10 years since the, you know, Kardashians stepped onto the scene and I feel like what have they really, like, taught us or given us or, or, or done for the, the people that can really like benefit from other than makeup pretty much nothing <laughs> in my opinion um, and I nothing. know we might have some listeners out there who are really huge fans of Kim and and you know that's I mean that's your prerogative and I'm not judging you if you're a fan of her I mean I personally like I can admire her in a fashion sense you know the girls fashion. I think what we can get out of them if 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 anything is they're entrepreneurs. Yeah. And very good at it. They're very good at business. And I can say that, but in general, I I don't see how being already rich and already having stuff that that in 10 years how that's really changed the world. Right. No. <laughs> I definitely you know, feel some of the biggest, some of the biggest things with that is, you know, so many people do follow these girls and so many people do idolize them. And once again, going back to images, I mean, especially young girls, that's the, that's the big kicker, especially the young, young girls out there, you know, the ones that are very, you know, vulnerable. Yeah. And, and it is, can... and it's usually the vulnerable girls that, you know, need that guidance, and they really, like, they looked at her, and I, I remember reading, this was years ago, you know, going back, we're going back years ago, and this woman said her husband wanted to leave her, but he loved Kim Kardashian, so she literally was planning to go under the knife to look like him, so her husband didn't leave her. Wow. And I hear stories like that, and it's like, I know that you know, Kim actually spoke out about it and encouraged women not to do it, obviously. But, like, I think of people like that that, you know, and I'm like, gosh, how sad is that? that you know, there are people out there that, that feel like they have to look like somebody else to feel loved, like, to, to, to feel good about themselves, feel like 
that's the but that's the culture of America now. It's become because of the magazines and all the fakeness out there that they feel like if they are not looking like that on that cover, that they will never ever be successful yeah. or needed, and that's a total bullcrap lie. And it, it is, and I, and I think that's the hardest part in this day and age with with society and and the way we, you know. Get accustomed to things, and you know we value our self worth too much based on what other people think of us, and and that's that's never okay. I think when 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 you start no. to do that, you start to create problems in your personal life because you know me, I'm not Kim Kardashian. I'm you know I'm. I'm Brittany and you're Nate and we're, we're not we're not supposed to be just like celebrities. we're all, we're supposed, all to be supposed to be different and I think there's too much um, people encouraging others to to be be the same be just like this person if you don't look like this be this person because they're successful and they're already rich to so be just like them yeah yeah I mean. Be like Angelina Jolie and look just like her. You'll never be loved. Exactly. And I think that that message, you know, even though they're not outright saying it, they're portraying it. And I I really, you know, hope going Mm -hmm. forward, if there's one thing that I can promote with this, you know, with our podcast, Nate, is is that, you know, you don't need to be, you could be yourself and you're good enough. Just Just be be you. you. Just be you. And those people on those magazines those are them yeah. and always keep in mind that and if there's any parents out there listening like and your kids are looking at these magazines you know you know make sure they let them know that you know there's a team of people team of people on their computers that their sole goal is to make that one person look desirable to make them look like they're not aging and that they are you know picture perfect and that what they look like on that cover is not what they look like. No, not at all. And I think so many people think that, yeah, they must look like that, but they actually don't. Or that's how they got their money. That's how they're rich is that they look like that because they're rich. Like, no, it's, that's not how they got rich. In fact, they probably got rich because they, they ripped you off with their pockets. Yeah. <laughs> You're so funny. Yeah, I feel like it's, but it is, it's definitely a big problem. So, you know, bringing it all back to the new year, I mean, my, my goal for myself is obviously weight loss. So that way I'm my healthiest and I feel my healthiest, but I think a long-term goal for this podcast for you and I, that I think that we keep is just sending a message each and every Friday to build people up and make them feel like they are good enough. Because they are good enough and they are valued and they're that. Whether you're a man, are, a woman, whether you're, you know, um, gay or straight or a lesbian or bi, you know, you are perfect just the way you are and you should never change who you are to. to... And pretty much, you know, going forward with 2018 is, you know, you are who you are and just be a better of who you are. Absolutely. You know, don't be Do that person or that person. Others. You know, be the change and you be want different. to be in the world. Be definitely so be different. out on my news that are like, you know, protesting, but then they're violent. And it's like, well, if you want to if you want to yeah, spread they, love, then, then do They're something. hypocrites. Do, do something loving. They're hypocrites. Hypocrites yes. is what they are. Are there internet trolls? Yes. Attacking others isn't going to make the world a better place. Fear mongering isn't going to which make I, the world a better place. Trying to. Which, speaking of that, I feel like with 2018, I feel like people out there, everyone out there listening, stop being on your smartphone so much. Stop being on Facebook so much. <laughs> yeah, make moments. Live in the moment. Don't Snapchat everything. Have some moments for yourself. I mean, I feel like a big part of the reason why 2017 and 2016 were just so awful is because we've had Facebook immediate in our face 24 hours a day. And I feel like, 
that it's ruining a lot and you know it, we're not growing we're just staying and we're being awful to each other and it's like take some time off facebook take some time off instagram and live your life and and make some changes you know don't sit there and post oh, lol on board or hashtag this and this and it like do something stop doing yeah. this you're not you're not changing the world cuz you post something you know evil or your opinion you know i mean everyone's got an opinion doesn't really change anything absolutely be the change you want to see in the world you want to see more love in the be world be the change don't go to your local you know uh homeless shelter and spend an afternoon mm-hmm. feeding the homeless you want to you know you want to speaking of losing weight you know donate clothes to you know gently used clothes to the you know the the, the homeless veterans and and the salvation army you know You, you exactly. Say that. Uh, what? What are these people say? Love Trump's hate. Well, go out and love people. Go out and say, hey. Exactly. You, you know what? If you don't Hold like what someone is for doing, somebody, and if somebody holds the door for you, say thank you. <laughs> exactly. You know, you see someone struggling, help them. Don't sit there and act like, oh no. You know. Don't sit there, you know, with like like the net neutrality bills or whatever that didn't pass or whatnot. You know, people are just sitting on their computers on Facebook. Oh no, oh no, it's this person's fault. It's that. No, you know what it is? It's your fault for sitting there, like an internet troll doing nothing. That's it. That, that, that's that's it. Down to, <laughs> and I just feel like if we all be the change that we want to see in this world. We will make the world what we claim we want it to be. It will make America great yeah. again. And all all people are going to hate me for saying that, which not all I'm people. not saying it I mean, for anything, but I'm saying it as, you know, it's you know. But like you said, we and we discussed a lot of the big things, the big issues that are like going on in America with our self-esteem and with the media and how it manipulates us. I, I think that that if we start taking control of our own lives and our own actions and stop perception play, pretty much right perception. and perception we can make America we we ourselves can make America great again and we don't need anybody else to do that for us but us well I mean I think America is great in general I think it's never not going to be great I think it's always and forever will be a great and one of the best countries in the entire world. But what I feel like it, it's just with times changing and technology. I think technology is just destroying us. I think like it's it's so easy to bully. It's so easy to to you know put a selfie up that you know you look like a million dollar star when really you just took you know all of this fakeness. And I just you know I I just hope that you know this year coming that people start to realize that you know. Sitting on Facebook and, and doing all the selfies and spending thousands of dollars on a phone that's not worth it is isn't what's going to to change the world. Yeah, Face or change off. yourself or make yourself feel any better. Yeah, we definitely need to be the change that we want to see. And in order to make that happen, we need to look at ourselves. We need to look at our society, and we need to re redetermine what is important. And don't blame millennials because you know millennials aren't always the problem. Nope. So, and I feel like us, our generation, the millennials, we you know we have something to prove to the world because they all think we're horrible people, and it's sad because we're not. Well, I I don't even think this. We're actually we fall under Generation Y. We're the Generation Y millennials, you and I. Um, but mm-hmm. we're still lumped into that category, which I mean, it does it. it It stinks. It stinks because you know people automatically think you're looking for the easy way out. You're lazy. It's- well, it's because like anywhere I go, and it's the truth. Like I'll go get my hair done, or I'm not shopping, and it's like I get told, or even online with theater net trolls. It's just um, I'm a I'm a I'm a millennial. I don't know anything. I'll never own anything. I you know I'm not like the rest of the generations before. It's like you know. It's old. It's it's like 
that's you know not me one and two it's that's not true and it's like you know I believe in respect for everybody. I feel like just because your generation wasn't this way, you know, that's what makes the world better is because we are, we're learning from what you didn't have, you know? We're not, you know, antagonizing and, you know, making fun of no. you. <laughs> no, and I mean, there's a big gap it, with the generations, I think, from our own parents' generation, ours. Like, my mom having that really huge cell phone you know, to now us, we have basically, we basically have little computers on us at all times. All the time. It's like a mini laptop. Yep. People know what that is anymore. (laughs) Yeah. But it's crazy when you think about it, because when you really do think about it, like, I went a day without my phone once because it was not charged, so I left it home to charge, and it is kind of weird not having it, you know, but I have to say, like, I do feel like I was able to, like, enjoy life a little bit more well believe it or not yesterday when i was at the store i heard on the radio believe it or not there's a new new anxiety now and it's people that don't have their mobile phones or their batteries are yeah people get anxiety because of it and i'm like well why i mean you're not using it for your phone call you're using it to post this and this and that it's not really what are you anxiety about yeah and like a lot of people don't know, um, believe it or not, is that this year I actually did what I was going to, I wanted to post it, but I felt like it would be a double standard to post it, but then be doing it, was I went 14 days without Facebook. Nice. And on none. And nobody really know. I'm like, and the funny thing is no one noticed. Because, well, I didn't say it. I didn't post it. I just kind of right. did it. You know? Mom doesn't have And Facebook, believe it or not, it was. My husband, he, he. He enjoys not having it. He said it was one of the best things he ever did was delete Facebook. And Well, I mean, when it first came out, it wasn't meant to be for what it is now. And I feel like, especially us, you know, almost being, you know, 30. Yeah. Anyone 30 and older, the point of Facebook is what? Like, really? Like, you're a grown adult. <laughs> Unless you're, like, contacting family, you really shouldn't really be on it. <laughs> <laughs> really for the teenagers yeah well i mean most of us you got to remember we are like basically the facebook generation like it was myspace before facebook and oh yeah we we're actually like one of the first with the facebook because i remember when it first came out and everyone was like talking about it yeah like one of the things that i remember about was just in general you know I remember even MySpace, we had your little profile song, and it was really, you know, it was just... And the background, remember, you could pick out the yes, background. you could pick out your background. for it, copy and paste it. Every now and then, I, I, I think that it would be really, like, cool to have Facebook, like, incorporate some of those things to it, because I love being able to do that. <laughs> but at the same time, you know... A profile is just that, a profile. It doesn't... You want people to know you, then make yourself known for something. Get out and... Well, that's the thing, too. I feel like with Facebook and with MySpace as starter was, you know, it was a way of getting noticed and becoming famous because yeah. that's a perception in America that it's become, to me, is getting kind of old, especially, you know, getting older myself is... The idea that you're only uh, successful if you're rich and famous. Yeah. You know, and with like YouTube and like all like Vine and all of these things, you know, if you're not doing all of those, then you're a nobody. And I feel like that's not right. Like just because somebody doesn't want Facebook or doesn't want to be on YouTube or whatnot, that doesn't make them a nobody. Just things that's not what they want to do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are plenty of people in the world that are that are very successful people that don't rely on social media or or legions of followers to help them. And I mean, I mean, as being on a podcast, I'm like, I hope you're all listening. I mean, it is, <laughs> but it doesn't mean for everybody it is. <laughs> yeah, it, it might take us some time to build a following, but that's okay because I'd rather build a following of people that are genuinely interested in exactly. what I have to say and the message that we're trying to send, you know, 
Well, the message I'm trying to send is, you know, you don't, if you don't like YouTube or you're not into the Facebook thing, that, that doesn't make you nothing, you right. know, like, you know, people bash you for that. And it's like, just because the popular amount of people are doing it or they think, you know, it's going to be something doesn't mean it, that it's not that's something you want to be in, that, that you're not a nobody. Yeah. You know? So to wrap this up, because we are over an hour now. Wow. I think this is our longest episode. And we talked about so many. Well, topics. it's episode number two, and it's the lot more probably the last one of the, of the you of know the new year. That yeah, this year. this year. So we might as well go big. Go right? big, right? So now, now we have a <laughs> new standard to get to every every week. So, um, to wrap it up, I think one of the biggest things that Nate and I are really trying to impress upon our listeners is that you know, own yourself, whether it be your image the way you carry yourself own it and make 2018 about you but also make 2018 you know the, the the best you ever and all this negativeness in the last year you know let it go, let it go. please move, like move let forward. it go i know it's rough Ask. it's rough but it's do it you know? you know think of how you can help somebody before you judge somebody try to love somebody and Exactly. And don't think that just because somebody believes in one thing or whatnot, that that doesn't make you a bad person. You know, they're not bad right. people. Yeah. You know, so. All right. Well, Nathan, as always, it is a pleasure. And Mom, I wish you all a very happy and healthy 2018. May you be surrounded by all the things that make your heart smile. So, as I say, my tagline goes, love you. Mean it. Peace out. Mwah, love you all. Mm-hmm.